0: Everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I like how we love a happily ever after ending. Have you noticed that we grow up as children reading these books? You know, and they lived happily ever after. I love that. Ladies, you pick a movie, you know, romantic comedy. Ladies always pick the movies, you know that, you know that. We love those movies that have a happily ever after ending. Even we watch sports, guys, we want our team to win and to kind of live happily Ever after. We're just made for that, aren't we? To live happily ever after. Why? I'm a why guy. Why are we made that way? Because we're made in the image of God, who is a forever being. We are hardwired, it's His will for all of us to live together forever with Him. But we chose to do our own thing. Sin entered the world, so we find ourselves either on the right side or the wrong side of the levee. I love that song, When the Levee Breaks. How many people in here have ever heard of the band Led Zeppelin? Okay, here's my best Robert Plant (laughs) imitation When the Levee (laughs) Breaks. He's a unique character. The levee's gonna break. It really is. I think about 2005 Katrina when it roared and exploded and, and caused enormous damage in New Orleans. All the feds, all of the people in local government oh, it'll never happen. Our levees are fine. There's a 99.5% chance it'll never, ever occur. What happened? Katrina hit. And in 50 places, the levees broke. And once they're broken, I mean, what do, you, what do you do? The Bible says from cover to cover, the levee's going to break. It says that. The Bible says from cover to cover that Jesus is coming back. The Bible tells us in the book of Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, he being God has also set eternity in the hearts of men. We're just fascinated with forever. I think about those ever ready batteries. I like that. I like that name ever ready are you ever ready for the ever after? Ever ready. Are you ever ready? Are you forever ready? Because some of us, when we think about the end times, we get so focused on the minutiae, on the data that doesn't matter, that we miss the what and the why and the who and what we're supposed to do. I sound like a hip-hop artist. We do, though, as believers, have this, have this eternity chip embedded in our soul. And as you see your message map, you see the message map? You can hopefully use that to fill in the blanks. You can use pen, pencil, lipstick, eyebrow pencil, whatever you need to write. Thoughts disentangle themselves, as you hear me say, when they pass through someone's lips through your fingertips and the dullest pencil is better than the sharpest mind. As I, as I go through this, as we, as we focus on forever, I want this to be, and I know Jimmy does too as we've been talking about this series, I want this to be practical. I want this to be to be something that you can utilize where you are. For example, I love Asian food. Love it. One time I ate at a Japanese restaurant, and the whole menu is in Japanese. So I had to ask the server to interpret what kind of sushi that we were getting ready to eat. I love sushi. I think it makes me a better fisherman, too. I just love it. Well, I would rather go to a Japanese restaurant, and I don't mind if the menu is in Japanese, but please put English underneath the Japanese. I could talk Japanese to all of you here. I could talk over your heads about this stuff pretty easily. But what good would that do? Just like you could talk over my heads about your area of expertise or, or or your area of knowledge. I want to serve the food where you can understand it, see it, and eat it. So today is going to be an experience where we feed on the Word of God. And prayerfully, hopefully, this will be an encouragement to you. This is very encouraging because when you sum up all of prophecy, all of the end of times, I can sum it up in two words. We win. Let me say that again. We win. So because of all this, here are your blanks. We have a focus on forever. Why? I'm I'm a why guy. Why study the end times? Why study all of this? Well, we're gonna be blessed. That's good. So, scripture says if we study this stuff, we're gonna be blessed. Now, I don't study it just to go, okay, I'm gonna read the book of Revelation and here's my reward. I mean, it's, it's deeper than that. Yet, we're going to walk in the blessings of God. What does it mean to be blessed? It's to be on the receiving end of the tangible and intangible favor of God. And I want to be in that blessed place. I want to be in the zone. You know, I don't want to be zoned out. I want to be zoned in. When it comes to the end times, when it comes to this grid, this template that we're going to talk about, we need to to, to see the beautiful panoramic picture of God moving throughout history. I remember years ago, one of our anniversaries, Lisa wanted to go to the Grand Canyon. I mean, she like, honey, please, let's go to the Grand Canyon for years and years and years. Let's go to the Grand Canyon. Let's go to the Grand Canyon. And I'm, I'm just not one of those guys that likes to, to go to these sites. I don't know why, that just, just doesn't do it for me. But I was like, I need to plan something. So I surprised her. We went to Las Vegas And, and I, I heard about this, this helicopter tour company called Maverick Tours. Maybe some of you've been on Maverick Tours. We flew this helicopter with a bunch of tourists into the valley of the Grand Canyon. I mean, I don't think I've ever seen Lisa this happy in my life. She was so, so thrilled. She was like, oh, this is the most romantic. This is the greatest thing ever. We had a little picnic out there with all the tourists. Of course, we were tourists as well. But, but, but I took a picture of her and I used that feature on my phone. I rarely use the panoramic. I mean, I know some of you might use panoramic a lot. Do you use that panoramic feature on your phone? Not very few, very few of us. I'm glad I have it. But I'm not like, oh, I want to do a panoramic picture. I just don't think in those terms because how do you, you know, see it? And it's weird and whatever. So I took it. And, and it's a beautiful picture. I wish I could show it to you. But it, it's like the, the, the whole view of most of the Grand Canyon where we were. You see the helicopter there and Lisa just smiling. And, and, and it, was, it was fantastic. So today, that's what we're doing. I'm doing this and Jimmy's doing this, we're just going to give you a panoramic view. And you're going to go, okay, I get it. Now and then people say, Ed, what's wrong with the world, man? We're going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, Ed, what's wrong with the world? This, this thing's going off the rails, I mean, do you see, do you see a chance, do you see a change? Do you see anything like, like, like happening that, that, that's good? I mean, what do you see, what do you see? And you know, I respond by saying, well, we win, the Bible says, number one. But number two, it's gonna get a lot worse before it gets better. And when we study the end times, we get a better sense of this, of this nonsense that, that we see in our world today. Let me say this, and this is crazy one-third of the Bible rightly interpreted is talking about the second coming of Jesus. One-third. One-third. That's a lot. So we got to talk about it. And when we talk about it, it's going to be application-driven. I don't want to get so lost in the, "Oh, oh, there's the picture. Let's give it up for our media team. So... Yeah, and, and Lisa, I mean, you can, you can almost see her smile from there. She was like, the other tourists were over. Yeah, you, you can see the tourists like through the helicopter. see that? Yeah, they were, some of those people were kind of weird. I just tried to stay away <laughs> from them. I did not have the picnic with them. I remember one guy in particular, he was a little bit, Eat. you know, one of these guys where you see the whites of his eyes when he talks, you know? You know what you do? This is kind of just free of charge. You know if someone is invading your 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 space, you know sometimes you have those space invaders, those close talkers. Here's here here's, here's what I've learned. As they get closer, I'll just take a step toward them. And then that and then I change, you know, the trajectory of the conversation and they'll usually step back and then you can you can talk. I just I just thought I would say that. But a third of the Bible rightly interpreted is about the end times let's read first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 16 through 18. again the levee's going to break the bible says for the lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command in some translations a loud shout i don't know about you but i grew up watching tarzan oh would make that sound. All of the animals, all of the wild kingdom would follow him. Jesus is going to make a loud shout only heard to those of us in Christ and the kingdom of God will follow him. That's called the rapture of the church, a sudden invisible snatching that will happen out of nowhere and i was thinking when the church is raptured people won't know what to do those who are left behind conversations will end in mid-sentence a pilot will look over to his co-pilot as he's taxiing a triple seven here in a dfw and the seat will be empty a mother will go to embrace her child the child will be gone and can't you see all of the pundits, everybody trying to explain away the rapture? You'll have guys like Dr. Fauci saying, well, those who didn't get the vaccine and the 17 boosters, they spontaneously combusted. And. <laughs> The Bible says, though, check this out, keep going. The first to be raised are the dead in Christ. It says, and the dead in Christ will rise first. I often wonder, why is that? Because the dead in Christ need a six-foot head start. <laughs> After that, those who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will live and we will be with the Lord forever and ever. Therefore the Bible says, encourage one another with these words. I understand. It's like, oh, Ed, this is surreal. I can't wrap my little brain around this information. I mean, I'm here. This is a material world. This is, well, it doesn't matter if we believe it or not. It's going to happen, and there are things out there. Obviously, the things of God. God's ways are higher than our ways. There are mysteries out there. There are things out there that we can't fully comprehend. If if I think about forever, for too long, forever. What I mean, we. If you really start dialing into forever, we blow a fuse. God says though this is what is going to happen. And there're signs signs that we can see just like those those officials in Louisiana there were signs that the levee's were going to break one day. They just ignored them. Oh, it's not going to happen. No way. That's why I painted this little watercolor. See these waves? That's that's the levee breaking. There, sometimes when I study, I have these little watercolors right by my um, right by my notes and stuff, and I like study sometimes because I'm ADD and ADHD and I'm sure dyslexic and everything else. But I'll study some, and then I'll drink espresso. <laughs> I really believe caffeine. I, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a doctor, but caffeine almost has a reverse effect on those of us who are ADD. It helps me concentrate. Now for others, it might. Send you over the edge. I don't know. So I have the espresso. I'm sipping that, not not too much. Studying the Word of God for a couple of hours. Then I'll do like a quick psh, watercolor. Not every day, but some days. But I did this, and I thought, When the levee breaks, you don't have to clap. I mean, I'll, I appreciate the clap. I'm very insecure. I love affirmation. Friday night, Lisa and I did another Exo Marriage Conference in Houston. If you missed the Exo Marriage Conference, that, that thing was like phenomenal. Well, we were in Houston on this stage. You know, this stage that, that, that we were on in Houston, I think it's the biggest stage I've ever been on 4,000 square feet. Now, that's a monster. Jesus obviously walked across the stage, right, of humanity. And there are three acts in his life. The first act is the incarnation. Jesus became flesh, fully God, fully man. That's something else we can't really totally comprehend. Number two, you have the redemption. Our greatest need was a savior. Jesus lived righteously, died sacrificially, rose bodily. Then act three is the coronation the King of kings and Lord of lords, that's when the bridegroom and the bride, the church, will come together and consummate that relationship. Once again, when we hear these things, when we see these things, we can can comprehend this. So I thought I would kind of draw a little bit because I'm a visual person and most of us are visual learners. This is like a timeline. It's just, this is kind of like, well, it didn't really work, did it? This is a timeline. So here you have Jesus' life. You put life. Then you have his death on the cross, the resurrection next you have the church age you could say which we're in now then you have the rapture of the church that's the sudden invisible snatching of those of us who are in christ one day, just out of nowhere. We don't know the exact time, we don't know the exact date, but the Bible says, we'll, we'll be able to see some signs. So the church is raptured. There we go. Now she's working. Church is raptured. After the church is taken out, can you imagine? Can you imagine the pandemonium? The Holy Spirit's gone. The church is gone. I mean, God's supernatural hand is what's keeping all this mess even together. It's going to go really, really, really off the rails. From there, again, the dead in Christ, those who are believers who are living will be caught up in the clouds. It's invisible. From there, we have the Change colors. Tribulation. Kids, this is called cursive. (laughs) It's really fun to write that way. And this is a marker. (laughs) Tribulation. The tribulation, is going to last seven years, three and a half years of pseudo peace. Let me draw a peace sign. Three and a half years of lawlessness. I'll just put question mark. I'll put CP it stands for crazy pill. You get it. Several sins will be prominent during this time. The first, violence. You just do any casual reading, the murder rate in the US has skyrocketed. We're hitting record numbers right now. Just a few days ago, someone was shot at a coffee shop in the area. Their life was taken, and then suicide. Drugs also will be be massive. Fentanyl is the number one cause of death for those who are 18 to 45 years of age, more than COVID and more than car accidents. The occult, false worship, people chasing after other gods, even demonic worship, and speaking of demonic worship, you know, Led Zeppelin was the ones that did the song, When the Levee Breaks. Yet if you research them, especially Jimmy Page, they were, were very much into the occult. Jimmy Page bought Aleister Crowley's castle back in the day, Aleister Crowley, of course, head of the satanic church. And a lot of their songs, they're just, they're just one old school example of that. But even today, I'm sure you've read some of the articles about some of the A-listers and some of the politicians who actually have dabbled in some of the stuff that we're, that we're talking about. Sexual promiscuity is another sin that'll be off the charts. 23,000 people a second. Log on to porn websites. Let me say that again. 23,000 people a second log on to porn websites. Unbelievable. And then from there, we have theft. So you can tell it's going to be wild. Let me, I could just do this. Of course, you have the Antichrist showing up. About here, he takes Residents, he posts up in the temple. I'm a terrible speller. So if I misspell, just just call me out. So far, I think I'm right, okay? Some people think, well, maybe, maybe the Antichrist has been one of our presidents. Maybe it was Bill Clinton, maybe it was George Bush. Maybe it was Barack Obama. Maybe Donald Trump, maybe Joe Biden. Well, I hate to rain on your parade, but none of these guys are smart enough to be the Antichrist, seriously. I mean, the Antichrist is gonna be a charismatic figure that, that even the communists at CNN will bow to, and also the people at Fox News will bow to them at all. That was a little joke. Just like, you, you, We have to be able to laugh at ourselves. This is a communist news network, it really is. Yeah, but my brother works at CNN, he's a great guy. I'm sure they have some good guys there. I'm just saying the overall, overarching vibe, you know. All right, from there, we have, look at this. And I watch CNN now and then, I can't wait for the emails, some of the, some of the emails and messages that we get one day, I'm going to read, I promise you the negative stuff that people say, you die laughing. It's really funny. You have to laugh at it. That's why I I made up this phrase years ago, haters going to hate. And you have to, (laughs) don't, don't. Seriously, don't, don't concentrate too much, and that's the downside of, you know, social media about negativity and maybe someone says this bad about you or someone else, you try to get on there and fight, it's not worth it. So now, look what we have. We had this beautiful collision because right here. <laughs> We have the mother of all wars. I'll, I'll draw a tank. Army men, you know. Ah! So I've been right there. The Valley of Megiddo, Valley of Armageddon, when we take tours, Israel tours. And it's eerie to go, whoa, this is where it's going to go down. Napoleon said it's the most natural battlefield he'd ever seen. That's where it's going to happen. After the mother of all wars, you have the second coming of Jesus Christ. Second coming of Jesus. Right there. This, the rapture, is invisible. This is visible. So, right before Armageddon, 144, you see that in your notes? 144,000. God is going to pick a race of people who are tenacious, smart, tough as nails, Jews, and they're going to be evangelists on steroids to share the good news with people. I believe we're gonna be taken out before the tribulation. Again, if you look at the flow of how God moves and leads, and as you look at scripture, I believe we're gonna be taken out. After the second coming, I don't, I'm, I'm running out of room, but you could have oh, okay, thousand years, and then the final judgment right here, and then eternity, new heaven, and a new earth. That's what we're facing. Take a look at that. Fill in the blanks, visible, invisible. When this happens right here, things that are out of place will be put in place. Are you one of those people, well, I've got to have everything in place. I've got to have all my supplies in place. I've got to have my toolbox arranged perfectly and all that. The bride, I'll say it again will be put in place with the groom, the bride of Christ, the church, the bridegroom, Jesus. The devil will be put in prison, he'll be incarcerated, and Jesus will be on the throne. Well, that's cool, Ed, but how about me? I'm in this ever-changing culture, I'm just doing my job, I'm just grinding it out. I'm a student, I'm playing AAU basketball team, I'm a cheerleader, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a pastor, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Well, check out the signs. S-I-G-N-S. Here's the take home. This study will shift our focus in a greater way to Jesus and the church. That's what it's gonna do. If we're serious about this, we're gonna go, whoa, God, you're so awesome. I bow before you every day and I lean into your church, your bride, because we are the church. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. I, it inspires us, it should inspire me, and you to pray for others. Pray for those other brothers and sisters that we know. Also, pray for people in your life who don't know the Lord personally. Pray that high-risk prayer. God, I have these people in my life. Help me, Lord. Help me to be salt and light and leaven. Help me at the right time to say a word about you, maybe to invite them, maybe to share the good news of Jesus. And as I've written about and told you about, the first time I ever prayed that prayer, I was 19 years old at Florida State University. And I'm thinking like, okay, because someone challenged me to pray their prayer. I did it. I kneeled down in my dorm room, rested my hands, and arms and elbows on the air conditioning unit, looked out over a dark parking lot. God, I'm here, Florida State. I'm with all these guys on my basketball team. Give me the words to say. The next morning, I'm walking to class with a guy who had all of these issues in his life, one of my teammates, and he looked at me. I didn't even know him that well. He goes, hey, I not want to ask you a question. Okay. Um, What is it that's different about you? What do you mean? He said, there's something different in your life, and then he said this, I want what you got. I was like, Lord, I can't believe this. I mean, it it, it was was an out-of-body experience. I could just feel the power of God, the Holy Spirit working. So I said, well, I'll be happy to tell you how. So we went back to our athletic dorm and I just sat down with him. And as best I could, I stumbled and fumbled. I'm like, I I didn't explain what it meant to be a Christian that great. And all of a sudden, tears were streaming down his face. And we both knelt down and I watched this guy Move from the wrong side of the levee to the right side of the levee. So there should be such an urgency in your life and mind that we should regularly have people that we're inviting to church. N stands for navigate. We've got to navigate the world around us. This is a crazy world. It really, really is. To, to be captain obvious. I mean, cray, cray, cray. Yet, the Holy Spirit of God will illuminate us and guide us and direct us to navigate the maze of life, to make the right decisions, to have discernment and wisdom, to think through things that only the Lord can see. And S stands for? This study will give us the ability to see, to see the the temporal versus forever, versus the eternal. Signs. One more thing. Yesterday, Lisa had two of our grandkids at the mall. She goes, honey, you want to meet us for lunch? I go, Great. We met at the food court. Of course, we had the best food out there, Chick fil A. I love the original Chick fil A, but I don't like the spicy Chick fil A extra pickles. I do. I know it's not the healthiest thing, but it's the goodest thing. Yeah. Sometimes you have to sacrifice that just for that. <sniffs> good. So I waited and got, got the, all the bags of Chick fil A, walked through the food court. It was packed. You would never know. There's a pandemic going on, and I spread out the different different um, sandwiches and things, and and uh, so right before we began to eat, I said, "Let's just have a prayer." And Sterling, our four-year-old, our oldest grandchild, goes, "I want to pray." I said, "Okay." I'm thinking, "Wow, this is great." So she closes her eyes, and we all close our eyes, and then she goes looks at me, she goes, help me pray. I said, what? She said, help me. I said, okay. Dear Lord, she said, dear Lord, thank you for this great day with our family. Thank you for this great day with our family. Thank you for this food. Thank you for this food. In Jesus' name, Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Lisa goes, Ed, was that powerful? She's asking you to help her pray. Our loving Heavenly Father, our great God helps you and me and teaches us, as Jesus talked about, to pray. He teaches us and encourages us to eat the eat the meal, the word of God, even when I don't know what to pray, God understands and he helps me with that. So during this series, I understand this is tough to comprehend. It's tough to assimilate, to download. And it's my prayer that we would all pray, God, help me. Help me to apply this. And maybe some here, help me to pray. Because when we do that, we'll understand what this life and forever is all about. Would you pray with me for a second? Every head is bowed and all of our eyes are closed. Maybe you're here and you're like, Ed, you know, I've never ever asked Jesus Christ to come into my life. And I just want to tell you straight up, that's what, that's what makes someone a Christian. We're all sinners and the Lord knows that. And I can help you pray this prayer. You might be going, well, I don't have enough faith. God will even help you with faith. Faith is a gift. So if you want to, just pray this prayer with me to become a follower of Christ. Just say, dear God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner, that I've messed up, that I'm on the wrong side of the levee, And right now I turn from my sins and turn to you. I ask you, Jesus, to come into my life. I give you all that I am right now and all that I'll ever be. If you said that, that's the best thing that you will ever do. It's simply glorious, but gloriously simple. Because the geological plates in your life just changed. Doesn't mean that you're not going to have any issues anymore or any problems, but you have Jesus in your life and you'll live forever and ever and he has a purpose for your life that begins today others of us here lord maybe we're believers but we've not been really thinking about the final things there's not that urgency there's not that 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 focus that energy in being the kind of people that you desire so In the ensuing weeks, as Jimmy and I unpack your word, Father, I prayed that you would just continue to work in our lives. We surrender to you, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening, and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry.